Taking on a new team or taking on a team as a first-time manager can be super overwhelming. You might ask yourself, what if I don't support them correct? What if I do not grow them? How shall I give them confidence? Maybe if I'm not the most confident and what if I fail? Today, I really want to show you entry hacks, tips that will help you in the beginning. If you have to take over a team and you have to start running a team, how to actually build a connection and how to start out as a first-time manager. Welcome to a new episode of The Shyest in the Room, your podcast on mastering the business world as an introvert. Let's explore simple life hacks today to tackle all that life throws at you while climbing to the top. I'm your host, CB, and thanks for tuning in. So when I started out my career, the very first job I had, it was an internship, actually. I was fresh out of college. I did this internship and I was working in a hotel in the housekeeping and cleaning department. And I was straight away put in charge of a team. I was like maybe 19, 20 years old. I had no experience whatsoever. And I was standing there and it was so overwhelming because all these people I was in charge of all of a sudden, they had so much more experience. Most of them were older than me, um, different nationalities. So in my first experience, I was really overwhelmed and I was just like, what I'm going to do? And I was completely unprepared, to be honest. I was really unprepared. I didn't prepare myself at all to run a team. I knew what the job would entitle and I knew what I had to do, but I kind of left that team aspect out of things I cared about. Maybe that's because I was so young or it was my first job and I was already pretty overwhelmed uh, with everything else that was going on. So I was a little bit naive. Now, over the years, I have run many teams and I have observed them and, and developed them. And I've put now together my most important steps, I would call them, for you when you start off building a new team or when you actually start your first job where you are in charge of a team or think there could be a better approach. What I've noticed what is so important in the beginning is to understand your team. And the easiest thing to do that are one-on-one -on -one conversations. One-on-one -on -one conversations really help you to understand the needs and wants of your team, how all the different team members think about the job that they're doing. Are they liking their job? Are there things they want to change? Picture this, you're a team member and you get a new manager and that person walks in on the first day, you know, introducing themselves to everyone in the team and then says, tell me about it. What do you want to change? Is this something you want to change? Most people are not confident enough to step up, you know, to speak up in this kind of setting. There are always a few who do, of course. But me, for example, I wasn't the kind of person who would just speak up in an audience surrounded by all my team members and truly tell the manager, you know, we should maybe change this or this is something good. We could keep it. You know, you're not so likely to bring up the negative aspects here. I think it's really important that you do one-on-one -on -one conversation, that you keep it very casual. Your employees feel comfortable in that situation. And then you listen and you observe, just, you know, throw things in the room and then let them talk and then just listen to them. This is important because this way you understand the team more because you need to start seeing there was someone in charge before you, right? So whether you build a whole new team or you're taking a team over, you want to understand every person and you want to see who is going to be working with you in this team so you can see how this will become a success, right? Every person is 
a player. Everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses. And it's important in the beginning to establish a first bond and um, to understand how people see their job and how happy they are working in the company and, you know, just gather their feedback. And here's a little side note, learn names. Try to learn them as fast as you can. Whatever is your best technique to do that, depending on the size of the team, but learn them. Do not consistently call someone the wrong name. That's the worst thing you can do. This just kills trust. This makes the person feel like, okay, he or she doesn't care for me at all. Learn their names. Don't be like, oh, sorry, I thought you were, <laughs> you know, don't do that. Learn names. Really important. And then this will help you with the second point, which is earn trust. So you have that one-on-one -on -one conversation, you sit down, and now you want to establish trust in your team. Before you start setting goals and, uh, you know, actually get to the business part of it, you want your team members to trust you. And therefore, the first few weeks or even days are super important to establish that. You only have a very specific time window, I would call it, where you can really earn the trust of your employees. For some, it might take a little longer, but it's very important how you establish yourself. You don't have to be that bossy person that just comes in and just says, you know, this is how I want to run things and this is how we're going to do this. Are you with me, guys? No, I don't think that's the right approach, to be honest. Have your one-on-one -on -one conversations and then earn trust. How you earn trust is make sure you foster an open door policy. Make sure you are available for your team members. You want to be available for them. You want to be approachable, I would call it. Be approachable, be open-minded, and just make sure that from your body language, have an open body language. Be sure that when you talk to them, you really listen, you look at them, and uh, you make sure that they, this way, they start to trust you. They see that you're open to their ideas, that you're open to listen to them, that you want to really see how each team member thinks and what they can contribute. Because later on, when you have to manage them, you have to sometimes make decisions that not everybody will understand in the beginning, but that are important for the company. So you need to be able to develop a trust, form a bond between you and your team so you can count on them and uh, you can show them that you are there for them. Because you do not, and this is super important, you want to avoid that people have to sacrifice their personal life over work. And trust me, like I just said, I come from the hospitality background. This must be the number one or one of the number one industries with constant staff shortages. So you have to always be scheduling and rescheduling. And, you know, one person missing can make or break your day, to be honest. But as a manager, this will be your issue, not your team's issue. So if someone in your team has a personal emergency going on or something is happening and last minute they have to take off, make sure that, you know, they feel comfortable not putting their entire personal life on hold for the job. The next thing would be to set clear goals. You really have to set clear goals. I will make an, another episode dedicated on goal setting and how it works. But now I want to say that clear goals show every team member what's asked of them. There's nothing worse than working in a team and not knowing what your goals are as a team. I'm not saying, you know, you have to, whatever is going on in upper management meetings or things that only come to you, you don't have to lay them all out there. Yes, we have to be really honest, but your team members need to know what are their goals? What is the company working for? What are they working for? What is your department working for? Where are we headed? What do we want to achieve? You cannot develop a team without sharing goals. Also review them and be flexible in goals. So for example, now during Corona times, a lot of companies experience this, right? So companies love to set goals for or have to set goals, I put it like this, for bonuses and so on, right? For incentives. This is what we set goals for. But in your team, you want to set goals, but you also need to be on top of them and see if they are 
achievable. If all of a sudden something like Corona, for example, happens and certain things within your company, certain pieces of business break off or certain KPIs are not, you cannot meet them anymore, then you have to be flexible. You cannot just say now, because currently business is not as we were thinking it would be, we don't have goals anymore. Then you have to change the goals, look at them, sit with your team members, review them, and then really be flexible in the goal setting, but make sure they are goals. They need to be goals for people to know what are they working for. And also it motivates and it helps people to be more connected to the job if you actually know what you're working for, not just coming to work every day like a robot doing the th same thing over and over. You need to make sure that they know what's asked of everyone. And now with these in mind, having one-on-one -on -one conversations, earning everyone's trust and setting clear goals, one more thing that is really important for you personally is to be prepared for criticism and welcoming it. So think about it. Put yourself in that position. You have worked with managers before, right? Or with your teachers. You may have managers you really liked and you loved working for them and it was great. But still, there have been days where you thought, no, like that's not for me. Or there have been days where even if you work really close with a manager, you have thought this is, he's so unreasonable or she's so unreasonable. Like, I can't do this. Like, oh, this is just useless. I don't want to do this because you might have not understood what was the bigger picture or you might have not been, not shared the same opinion with a manager. And that's okay. That will happen. You cannot be everyone's BFF when you're running a team. You have to be clear on that from the beginning. I'm all for being open. I hate managers who are like, okay, I'm the manager. I will only go, f let's say, well, I don't know, for lunch with other managers and I will totally distance myself from my team. Not in favor of that. And I'm not saying do that. Go for lunch with your team, be close to them, sit in the same office with them. You know, I really don't believe in all these politics, you know, that are so important for some other managers. But you are the manager. You have to run the team. You have goals. You have to make sure that your goals are met. And to be able to do that, you need to A, listen to your team and be prepared for their criticism and B, welcome it. Welcome criticism. Do not try to be loved by everyone, okay? Not everyone will love you 24-7. In the bigger picture, it's important that your team trusts you, like that they see that you are there for them and that they will follow you and your guidance to actually at the end ultimately contribute to, to the goals of the company. But there will be days where people will not see eye to eye with you. This will happen for sure. So welcome that. Do not feel discouraged. Do not feel like you failed. Try to discuss things. Always make sure people know that they can come to your office, that they can discuss things with you. And that a big part of trust is that you keep that with yourself, of course, that you don't go around, you know, chit-chatting with others about what that team member told you. But if they criticize you, welcome it. Make sure that you're ready for it. Don't take it personal. See it as a way for you to grow. At the end of the day, this will not be your last position, right? You want to grow yourself. You're not going to grow only your team, but you also want to grow yourself. So take criticism. See it as something that will really help you. Trust me, I used to be like it. I used to, you know, the smallest criticism would throw me off completely off my game. And I would think about it for days and be like, how come they think about me this way? But it's okay. Team members have to criticize you. Otherwise, how are you going to learn? So you cannot just expect that, what well, there will be criticism from the top as well, right? But you shouldn't look only for that. You shouldn't be like, my manager will tell me now, okay, you know, you need to change this or that or this to make it better. No, you need to listen to what your team actually thinks of you because that is important for your managerial skills to develop and you want them to develop for your career.
and make sure you listen to your team and make sure that you welcome their criticism. So this was the start on my episodes on how to take on a team. The next episode, we will look at how to motivate a team. And this whole week is basically dedicated to starting off managing teams, being a successful manager. I hope you tune in soon. And I hope this episode will help you with the first steps of taking on your new team. Good luck. Thank you for listening today to The Shyest in the Room. And don't forget to subscribe if you want to learn more on mastering the business world as an introvert. Always remember, leaders are made, not born. Until next time.